0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. In today's episode, I'm joined by one of the heavyweights in the podcasting world, John Lee Dumas, founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, and an award-winning podcast where John interviews today's most inspiring entrepreneurs and releases an episode each day. In this episode of Not Another Sales Podcast, John and I are going to be talking about growing your network virtually. John's going to be sharing some suggestions of what to avoid when doing this and also best advice and techniques of what worked for him whilst creating Entrepreneurs on Fire. Whilst doing this, John's also going to share some of the stories that have stuck with him from the guests he's had on and also some of the learning curves he's had to face whilst creating this brand and this business of his. So sit back, grab a pen and pad and enjoy. Enjoy. John, welcome. How are you?
1: You know, Puerto Rico's sun is shining, our birds are singing, life is good.
0: Great, great. And thank you for joining me on an episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. You are welcome. So um, straight to the topic at hand, really, uh, around growing your network virtually. Uh, what got me thinking about this is within you know the world of social right now, there's, there's limitless levels of opportunity, I believe. But with people sort of starting to look at growing their brands, people becoming more like-minded and wanting to become entrepreneurs. A big part of that, of course, is building your network. But I think, first of all, what do you think are some of the things to avoid doing when you're looking to build your network virtually?
1: So when you're looking to avoid things that you should be looking to avoid when you're building your network virtually is saying yes to too many things at first. I see that happening To a lot of people, they spread themselves super thin and they're never able to really make an impact or really never able to make a a difference in a certain area because they've just said yes to so many different things that they're kind of what I like to say is going a mile wide and an inch deep opposed to just going one inch wide and one mile deep in one area and just going big in that one thing. So have your focus, direct your focus towards that one thing crush that and then once you have then maybe you can take things then maybe you can say yes to a few more things that make sense
0: Mm. yeah i think it's sometimes trying to be everything to everyone at the start really isn't it and
1: And then you're nothing to everybody like you try to resonate with everybody at first and that's a huge mistake i see everybody make they want to resonate with everybody and then guess what they resonate with nobody well who's your perfect listener Oh, well, really, it's for everybody. Well, okay, that means nobody's going to listen because if Mm. you are not speaking to a specific person, to a specific industry, niche, avatar, then you're speaking to nobody. You're going to be one of those people that are screaming into the winds while everybody's like, who's this crazy person screaming into the winds? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, um, you know, people quite often talk about having a proactive approach when you're looking to build your brand and networking. But when you're looking to go out there and, and message people and engage with people, connect with people, what do you think are, are some of the things there that you should avoid doing or not focusing on?
1: So I think when people are trying to engage and network with people, they don't really um take enough focus or structure about who these people are. Because for instance, I have people all the time that say, John, like I just connected with X, Y, or Z person. They're huge. They have 3.7 million YouTube followers and XYZ. And I'm like, okay, well, this person has 3.7 YouTube followers about lipstick and makeup. And Your brand is fly fishing, like that's not necessarily a great network. That's not necessarily a great relationship. That's not necessarily a great connection that you're making. You'd be Mm. much better off going off and finding a much, much smaller person to connect with. Maybe they have a couple thousand followers or subscribers, but they're all fly fishermen. Then it makes Mm -hmm. sense for you. So just going after the big names, and that happens all the time in podcasting. John, how do I interview Tim Ferriss and Gary Vaynerchuk and Seth Godin? Why do you want to interview those people? Like, are Mm -hmm. they really going to provide new value to your audience? Your audience has heard Tim Ferriss on a thousand other podcasts. He's not going to say anything new. So why do you want to hear the same old spiel again? And, And that has to be the focus, I think, for a lot of people is... Let's get the right people on. Let's not focus on getting bigger. Let's focus on getting better.
0: Mm, Yeah. And and coming from the perspective of, like you said, for those bigger names, people might have heard them thousands of times. What value can I bring? If I do know my audience, what value can I bring my audience from a different perspective from someone, you know, regardless if they haven't got as many followers, they may have a different angle, which hasn't really been thought about. And it just gives them a different perspective from an audience perspective to think, oh, I buy into that person. I like that, actually. Yeah, that's a bit more of me. And listen, I'll throw
1: myself into the uh, category here as well, because I get interviewed by a lot of people and a lot of people ask me the exact same questions over and over and over again. And Mm. when it comes time for the interview to go live and they come to me and they say, John, will you share you know, this interview with your audience, I say, I can't, because my audience has heard my answers to the exact same questions that you asked me a hundred times. I'm not going to shove it down their throat again, but it's those envies that are unique, that are different, that have me tell stories I haven't shared before. Those ones are special. That's where the focus Mm. should be.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully I can throw a couple of questions your way today to to, uh, go against that. We'll see. Um, I think also as well for me, I don't know if you find this, but when people are maybe even practically reaching out to you, they're they're trying to connect, they're trying to follow you, but there's there's no engagement after that. It's just a connection, it's just a like, it's just something. But there needs to be a real kind of general curiosity there of, of wanting to connect to that person for a reason.
1: I think we need to focus on going deep again. It goes back to what I was sharing earlier about going one inch wide and one mile deep. That's where the magic happens. That's where the connections happen. Like if you can have. Five core people who you've really made an impact with and connected with, and they're really in your inner circle, opposed to 50 people who are just those, you know, quote unquote surface level friends, surface level relationships, surface level contacts, you're going to be much better off because. You know, when you're a dime a dozen, you're a dime a dozen. So why not just say, hey, listen, these are the five people that I want to make part of my inner circle. Go after those five. And guess what? If three of them don't want to be in your inner circle, then you're going to find a couple other people. And you keep having that mentality, that attitude until you have your core of real strong, individual, independent, rock star people that you're surrounding yourself with that are providing meaningful relationships, feedback, accountability for you, then you have something going.
0: Mm. And and going way back when, when you initially started Entrepreneurs on Fire, from from your point of view, what worked for you at the time in, in building your network and reaching out to those people? You know, what really worked for me was having very similar
1: goals and desires. Like a lot of people surround themselves with people that have different goals and different desires than them. And you just see that naturally uh, drift apart. Like I, I think a good analogy here would be a lot of people asking the question, John, how do I go and find the best mentor for me? And I say, well, it's a really simple process. You need to go out there and find five, 10, 15 people who are currently where you want to be in life. They are currently exactly where you would like to be in six months, 12 months, two years. And then you need to go to them and say, you're where I want to be. You exactly where you're at right now. So you obviously know how to get to where you're at because you're there right now. Teach me, guide me, mm. mentor me. And that. And I say go out and find 15 because 14 people are going to say no. But then you're going to find that 15th person that says yes, and that's your perfect mentor. So- So a lot of people think that Richard Branson would be such a great mentor for them. But the reality is, unless you want to own an airline, unless you want to run a record company, no, he's probably not going to be the best mentor for you. I mean, yes, I get it. He owns an island. That's awesome. That's sweet. But you need to think about those things. You need to find people who are currently where you want to be. That's your perfect mentor. When I launched my business podcast, guess what I did? I went and found a successful business podcast host. It was really that simple.
0: Mm. And and going back to your point, it relates to what you said earlier around not just going after a big name, but almost looking at their intentions and, and why they're, yes. doing what they're doing and their output rather than the, the name, which is you know something that they've built over time themselves. Right. And and for you, when you were when you were creating entrepreneurs on fire, you know it's been what six years since you started it. Um, what do you think's been the 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 thing or number of things you've learned most about yourself from you know day dot all the way through to now?
1: Well, I've definitely recognized a lot of faults that I have and a lot of struggles that I'm going to continue to encounter throughout my life just for any number of reasons. But I've also been able to identify some strengths. And I definitely know that one of my biggest strengths is that I'm really good at focusing about coming up with one big idea, focusing on that big idea, and then seeing it all the way through to fruition. So many people can do the first couple things, but then they never see it through. They never get to that finish line. And that's always a big um, fail on their part. So that's one of my biggest strengths. So it's not enough, though, just to be able to identify your your strengths You've also got to say, okay, now that I've identified my strengths, how can I utilize my strengths? How can I implement my strengths? How can I focus on my strengths? And that's what I do. So I know all of the things that I'm not good at. I just don't do those things. I just don't do things that I'm not good at. I either A, don't do them at all, or B, if they need to be done for some reason in my business, I hire somebody to do those things. And then I know the things that I am really good at, which are just a a couple, and I spend my time doing those things. And so I think that's a big takeaway for people is as you're growing a successful business, identify you know your top two, three, two or three core strengths and really mm-hmm. make sure that you are spending enough time on those. And the same thing with your weaknesses and with your shortcomings and make sure you're either hiring for those or just not doing those things. I see so many people that, get successful and see success because they're crushing things that they're great at. And then as they get more successful, they start to lose focus on that and they start to do other things that they're not good at. And they wonder why they're losing that success that they had. So it's just like focus on what you're great at, what you enjoy doing, the value that you're giving to the world and just continue to double down on that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was speaking to uh, Lauren from the Skinny Confidential last week and she was talking about this, you know, getting comfortable with your weaknesses and in this day and age, not thinking like I need to be amazing at everything because, you know, it looks like on an outside perspective, everyone else is. Just being able to, like you say, outsource it or realize that it's not your strength, but go after the things that are just puts your effort in all the right places. Love it. So, from you know, you you speak to people on a on a daily basis. where well, you obviously release your podcast on a daily basis. Is there any? I'm not going to ask you your favorite guest because I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to, don't want to um, upset a couple of people. But I would like to know if there's any particular stories that have resonated with you or stuck with you from from guests that you've had on the show.
1: You know, I've had a lot of people that have told a lot of stories. Um, I think one of the more impactful stories that I heard um, was, you know, just. One of my past guests, he uh, his name's Richie Norton, he has a company called Product, and he just told this incredibly uh, touching story about his worst entrepreneurial moment, which coincided with his worst life moment as well. It was both a, a horrible business and life moment, and it just gave me such clarity on how to prioritize things, because yeah, this horrible thing happened to him in business, and it was really bad. But then like an hour later, this horrendous thing happened to his life, which just made that horrible business thing just pale in comparison. So just keeping things in perspective, I think is really important. And it's it's really having stories like that, that, you know, when you get, you know, that horrible email from somebody about X, Y, or Z, or this or that, that's, you know, really going to impact your business negatively. I get it. It's going to be tough. It's going to suck. But listen, put it in perspective. Like things could literally be worse.
0: Mm, yeah absolutely. Don't compound it. just compare it. Ooh. <laughs> um and before before we go, John, is there anything else like one or two things that you think from a listener's perspective, not necessarily from what we've talked about today or focused on that would benefit them if they're looking to build their brand or less ne- not necessarily from a business point of view, but it might be a personal brand within a business as well?
1: Yeah. You know, one thing that I would share is, um, one of my biggest takeaways from interviewing over 2000 successful entrepreneurs is that successful entrepreneurs for the most part have identified one big thing, one big idea, one big focus, and they go all in. They literally just go all in and they dominate that. That's what I've seen from successful entrepreneur after successful entrepreneur And that's exactly why I just actually launched a completely free training that is really solving the big problem that I see most entrepreneurs having is they either don't have a big idea. They have a lot of ideas, but they're not sure which is the big idea. Or they do have a big idea, but they need clarity, they need focus, they need direction, they just need those things. And so I said, you know what? I just want to give people that North Star. I want them to have that one singular focus because then they're going to have a chance to win. So if you visit yourbigidea.io, yourbigidea.io, you are going to be able to have your big idea in a very short time frame and it's completely free and you are worth the time investment in yourself. So go get that North Star.
0: Great. Well, John, it's been a real pleasure today. Thank you so much for your time and your, your insights.
1: Thanks, it was a blast being here. Really appreciate it. And for everybody out there, prepare to
0: ignite. <laughs> hey, people, thanks for listening to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. If you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes and posts, you can find me on Instagram, Not Another Sales Guy, underscore in each of those words. You can also find the podcast on all major platforms by typing Not Another Sales Podcast. And also, if you want to connect to me on LinkedIn, I go by the name of Chris Hatfield. So thanks again and stay tuned for another episode.